0: Welcome to episode 4 of the I Heart Running podcast. My guest today is a good friend of mine and fellow runner. We met six and a half years ago when I was just starting out as a new runner and I was drawn right away to her passion for running and how much she had welcomed me as a new runner. Cassie started as a new runner with her first 10K race and progressed to a marathoner, which is now her favorite distance. With nine marathons now under her belt, I would say she's a pro. She even completed two virtuals during the pandemic, which to me is a testament to her love and dedication to the sport and community. Cassie shares with us not only her uh, running journey, but also some personal details of her journey with mental health and how she overcame some hurdles in her life. I know this wasn't an easy topic for Cassie to share with us, and I appreciate it so much as I'm sure some listeners may find a connection there. Cassie is not only a runner, but she teaches and practices yoga. We will delve, delve into how that plays a huge part in her life. And lastly, we will discuss her role as a run leader with a local running group. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning, Cassie. Awesome. I'm so happy to have you on my podcast. How are you? I'm
1: good. How are you?
0: I'm good. So today we have Cassie Paul, she's a fellow runner whom I met from a running group and we're just going to chat about running. So Cassie, um, I'm just going to start by asking you, how did you start running?
1: Well, I started running, I would say about 10 or 11 years ago. So I'm originally Mm -hmm. from the States, I'm from Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. and I... A friend of mine asked me to sign up for a race with her, and so we did a 10K. It was a St. Patty's Day run, so I think that was my first race, and I pretty much loved it right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I would say at the beginning, it was more about losing weight and trying to, you know, just become a healthier version of myself because. Uh, throughout my adolescence and my early 20s, I always struggled with my weight. So that was, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I first got into it.
0: And did you, was it love it first run or was it a bit, was it hard in the beginning?
1: At first, it was really difficult. So when I did that first 10K, it took me probably like an hour and a half. There were a lot of hills and I had to mm-hmm. walk some of it. So yeah, my running journey has definitely progressed and I've become a stronger runner over the years, but Mm -hmm. at the beginning, yeah, it definitely was not easy.
0: That that actually isn't bad at all. I think an hour and a half for a new runner, that's actually really good. Yeah. (laughs) So was that race here in, was it in Burnaby or Vancouver or was that from where you were in the U.S.?
1: Yeah, that was in Holyoke, Massachusetts, so I'm Mm -hmm. from about 45 minutes from Boston, and yeah, so I moved here nine years ago, so I've been a permanent resident of Canada for nine years, and yeah, I think that's when my journey, like my running journey, got a lot more serious when I moved here in 2013.
0: And And when I met you, that's about six years ago, I was a new runner, and you were already an accomplished marathoner, and I remember admiring... How many marathons you have completed? How many marathons have you done by now?
1: Well, if you consider the virtual races, uh, real races, I've done Mm -hmm. nine marathons, nine fulls.
0: Wow. So how I met Cassie, um, I don't know if you remember Cassie, it was about six years ago and I was very new I think I just finished my first half marathon which was BMO and we met at a running group and I I think there was it was first half it got cancelled and four runners did a uh, replacement group run together and you wanted to go and so did I and we drove all the way to UBC and we did a really difficult half marathon that went uphill do you remember that
1: yeah Uh, I do yep
0: (laughs) that was so fun and I thought wow this girl makes running so fun she's she's so patient and you ran with me the entire time even though I was
1: dying <laughs> <laughs> I was probably dying at that point too <laughs> I'm still not, not very yeah I'm not very good with the hills still it's a challenge
0: <laughs> I was surprised how hilly UBC was because as a new runner I never ran down in that part of town and I was looking at you and I'm so glad this Cassie is with me because I'm suffering and dying. We're just laughing
1: together. (laughs) Yeah, well, I know we both run or you used to run a lot at Burnaby Lake, which is where I run. And it's so flat. So yeah, the hills are a challenge, right? If you're not practicing.
0: Mm -hmm. So I think we met at, um, I think, how do we meet? Do we meet with the North Burnaby runners, I believe?
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: Yeah, we used to do a lot of um, Burnaby Lake runs. And for those who don't know, Burnaby Lake is a 10K loop around this gorgeous lake in Burnaby. And most of our friends, we all run there. It's our go-to, isn't it?
1: Right, for sure. Yep.
0: So how do you progress from a 10K runner to a marathoner?
1: Yeah, good question. So, (laughs) (laughs) well... A little bit about my story. So in 2013, I decided to go backpacking in Australia and New Zealand. And mm-hmm. I ended up meeting Sean, who's my partner now, my common law partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I moved to Canada to be with him. And I've been here ever since. So when I when I moved to Canada, it was a really hard time for me. Because even though I'm American, I wasn't allowed to work or study here. Like I was given a, a visitor visa. That's it. Mm-hmm. And... So with my time, I had a lot of free time when Sean was at work, and I decided to go for runs, and I signed up for a few races. So um, my first two half marathons were in the States in, um, well, the first one was in Massachusetts. No, it was actually in Maine. So my okay. parents live in Maine. So I did the Portland-Maine half marathon, mm-hmm. and then I did the Disney wine and dine half marathon oh. in, in Orlando, Florida. Oh, that.
0: Oh, you have to tell me about those.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then so then when I moved over to Canada, I that's when I really started training for the fulls because I had so much time yeah. on my hands when I wasn't working when I was waiting for my permanent residency to go through.
0: Okay, how so? How did your first half marathon go? Did you train for it, or did you just
1: go into it, sign up, and run? I did do some training, but I've never followed. A plan where I have a coach or anything. I just find yeah. something on the internet and mm-hmm. run a couple of days a week. I've gotten more, um, you know, over the t- over the years. I definitely get my long runs in and I do speed yeah. work and hills. But at the beginning, um, you know, it was like ten years ago, so I can't really remember what my training plan mm-hmm. was like. But mm-hmm. I do remember, um, you know, I have pictures from that time. I was about twenty five pounds heavier and. Yeah. You know, I still, I still ran the race and I had a good time. My race was, my time was about two hours, 30 minutes for my first yeah. half marathon. And that's but really just, good too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, it's not bad. Like I definitely had to walk a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. Now I can run without walking like a full. So mm-hmm. progression, right? <laughs> yeah. And
0: how was that Disney race? I've never done one. i am always, it's on my bucket list for sure.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really fun. There's a lot of people and they start you off in different corrals and uh, some of their races are at night because it's so warm uh, in Florida. Mm-hmm. So they do a night run and uh, yeah, after the race, you're able to go into the park and go on some rides and they'll have food and different events. You can see you see the characters throughout the race. So oh. it's a really, really fun run.
0: That sounds so fun. And yeah. it seems like you've done so many races since then. So, do you have any criteria for when you sign up for races or do you just sign up as they come along?
1: I really like the local races in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And BMO is one of my favorite races. And mm-hmm. I also really like Victoria on the island. And I, I'm not so much for the destination races anymore because I had a bit of an experience when I went to run the Calgary Marathon with the altitude. That was oh. pretty pretty difficult for me. I got altitude sickness. I felt oh, nauseous wow. pretty much the whole race. Yeah, I
0: never, I never knew that. I've, yeah, I've only, I've only been to um, I've only been to Alberta once. So I did the Lululemon 10K in Edmonton, and I don't know if. The altitude is higher in edmonton but i was struggling to breathe just throughout my 10k i was struggling so was it yeah. i'm not sure yeah how was the altitude sickness like how did how did it feel
1: you just feel nauseous and mm-hmm. when i was running a little bit out of breath and i really wanted to turn around at the half marathon mark oh, but wow. i was in the middle of a field i was in a, a cattle field <laughs> And so I was like, oh, I guess I gotta continue on and finish the full marathon. But that was definitely the challenging, the most challenging full marathon. It took me five hours to run that one. <laughs>
0: oh wow. And how many marathons had you run by that time?
1: That was I think it was a, my third marathon.
0: Oh wow. So how mm-hmm. many so you, how when was your first marathon? How many years in as a runner did you decide I'm going to start running marathons?
1: I think that was three or four years into my running journey. Mm-hmm. I had run quite a few half marathons, all the local ones in Vancouver, um, the rock and roll when we used to have that one. Oh, yes. Um, I remember that. A lot of the BMO runs. And yeah, and so my grandmother passed away and mm-hmm. she was, you know, a rock in my life. Like she was really solid. And so I decided I was going to run a full marathon in memory of her. And I even oh. got yeah, I made this shirt like in memory of Gail and I wore yeah. it for the marathon. And my parents flew all the way from Boston to come watch me run my first marathon. Wow. And uh and then also John Stratton or do you know his name from the running room?
0: Stanton, John Stanton. <laughs> yeah, he gave
1: me my he gave me my first marathon medal. So it was so special. Oh, wow.
0: Did you I, I would have cried. I remember my first <laughs> my first marathon. marathon? Is- I had no idea marathons were so emotional, mm. and I guess with all the element and you running for um, you know, in memory of your grandma, you must have been it's such. It must have been such an amazing moment and day. Like, how did like how how did you feel that day?
1: Yeah, it was really special. Mm-hmm. I I always kind of like look up into the sky and I'm like, this one's for you, Graham. And oh, I love that. Yeah, she she used to work out a lot. She, mm-hmm. she was really into spin class and, you know, she passed away when she was pretty young. She was only like 59 or 60 from cancer. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, Gosh, she, I always looked up to her. And uh, so, yeah, when I run, I, I think about her often. I have a tattoo in memory mm-hmm. of her as well. And yeah, that day was just so special that my parents flew out to, yeah. to watch me run. And we were all together, you know, we went to dinner after and yeah, I'll never forget my first marathon. It was one of my favorite races.
0: That sounds amazing. And I think for me, I, I have only completed two live races for marathons and they're not easy. You need to have something that, that keeps you going, I think. And I'm, I'm always wondered, how does Cassie run so many marathons and what mm-hmm. keeps her going when it's tough? And so other than your grandma, what else keeps, what makes you want to finish K
1: well I just put one foot in front of the other and keep going
0: I mean Mm -hmm.
1: I'm not an elite athlete by any means I'm just an everyday runner Mm -hmm. that that can run that distance and it's it's the accomplishment at the end I feel really good about myself and Mm -hmm. I have it, it helps me with my confidence you know 10 years ago I had no confidence and you know part um, of my story also is that I um I just I don't know like I I decided like I wanted to become a yoga teacher in 2016 and I took mm-hmm. my yoga teacher training and mm-hmm. I had no confidence to teach after like I just had no self-worth and it was I just I struggled for many years with my mental health and mm-hmm. um, Yeah, it took a really long time to get to the point where I'm at now, and so now I actually teach yoga, I teach fitness classes, and also part of my journey is I'm actually in recovery from alcohol, and so I struggled (laughs) with that for many years. Even while I was training for these marathons, I was a closet drinker, and I I hid a lot of my pain and my suffering, what I was going through, so yeah, and I, I finally... I'm not ashamed of it like I want to end that stigma you know and I know yeah. other people struggle with it too but we don't talk mm-hmm. about it so that's really important to me it's a big part of my life
0: thank you for sharing such an intimate part of your life I know it's not easy to talk about even now I mean it's one of those topics that I'm sure many struggle with but either is mental health or some sort of addiction or just mm-hmm. some sort of battle in their lives and I'm so happy that you came on here to tell us about it because I've never known, like I've known you since I think that time in 2015 and 2016, and I don't think I had any really idea what you were struggling with. I mean, I just saw you as this really strong runner. I didn't know you battled, you know, any kind of self-esteem issues or anything in the background. So what changed and what helped you decide to seek help to overcome some of your of the battles that you were facing alone?
1: Yeah, for a long time, I did keep it all inside and I didn't really mm-hmm. reach out to anyone and it just got worse. Mm-hmm. It, you know, just, just like my running progressed in a good way. It's, yeah. it's like that was progressing in a destructive way. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it and I just, I had to admit, you know, you have to admit surrender and admit you, you do have a substance abuse problem and you mm-hmm. have to get the help you need Because the more you live in denial or you try to control it, you know, it just gets worse and worse. And so um, I struggled for about four years to get sober. And I finally, um, you know, by the grace of God, in 2019, Mm -hmm. I got sober for the last Mm -hmm. time. So uh, right now I have about two and a half years of continuous sobriety.
0: I'm so proud of you Cassie and I know it's difficult especially in our running culture where yeah. alcohol is such a major part of you know the social activities but you still come out you still go to social runs and you haven't let it stop you so I think that's amazing and and I I think there needs to be more awareness perhaps in our society about you know, pe- the issues that people are facing, whether it's mental health or even alcohol or drugs or anything that people are facing. So, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and I know you teach yoga now, and I admire that. And to stand in front of anyone, even one person, I would be so self conscious, and you are so confident and graceful. In, in your teaching and I see your pictures on Instagram. They look amazing. I know yoga isn't just about taking beautiful photos. So what has led you down this yoga journey other than your running journey?
1: Right. As I mentioned, I took my yoga teacher training in 2016 Mm -hmm. and I was still struggling with the addiction at that time too and with my confidence. And so I didn't teach until pretty much the pandemic, I started teaching on zoom first, and then yeah. I got my foot in the door with uh, one of the studios in BC, so oxygen, yoga and fitness. Mm-hmm. And I, I took another training to get certified in the fitness aspect of teaching. And mm-hmm. yeah, at the beginning, I was so nervous, but <laughs> I just had to get over it. And, you know, it's the more you do it, the better you get and you. Um, you get more confident and it, yeah like you're you can always make you'll always make mistakes but I don't know I just I think that everyone in the studio and you know in the yoga world everyone's really genuine and I'm able to be my authentic self there which is like I've found I've found my calling I feel and I yeah I'm able to be myself and I'm able to help others achieve their fitness goals whether it's to lose weight or get more toned or fit where you know also yoga is about you know breathing pranayama it's not Mm -hmm. just about you know doing dancers pose or crow (laughs) you know balancing poses it's it's about connecting to yourself and your breathing
0: do you find that it has helped you become a better runner
1: yeah when I'm working out at the studio or teaching fitness, I've, I've, so I've also done a lot of HIIT or cross training. And so that's helped me become a better runner because at the, I think it was like in 2015, 2016, I struggled with IT band syndrome Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it was super painful and I couldn't run. I pretty much had a limp. So IT band syndrome, most people may know, or you may not, it, it actually acts as knee pain, but it's actually like the ligament going up your thigh up to your glute and so I yeah I started working out doing lunges and squats and lots of cross training to help me um yeah to rehab that injury and then Mm -hmm. with the yoga just stretching and it, it just helped me become more calm I think
0: yeah I noticed you're very calm and that's I always admire it because for me, running, I think running is very therapeutic for a lot of people. But like you said, you run too much and then you face injury. So mm-hmm. you need to kind of balance that out with stretching or some sort. And I'm not as um, I guess I'm I'm not as diligent with my yoga and stretching as you are. But I find it does. It has helped me as a runner. I, I used to go when classes were open. I was going once a week and I love a good yin class. That's my favorite. But I yeah. struggle with my own injuries. I have my, I had tendinitis. So I never had IT syndrome, but I, um, IT band syndrome. But I figure a lot of injuries are related to just movement or mobility, I guess. So Right.
1: Uh, yeah. And overuse, just mm-hmm. that same motion over and over, right?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So, In terms of running now, um, you mentioned BMO being your favorite race. I've never done a full marathon, by the way. Can you tell us why that one is one of your favorites?
1: Yeah, for sure. I love the community in Vancouver, Mm -hmm. the run community. And we haven't been able to run a lot of races because of the pandemic. But, you know, if you go back and you think about what a race is on race day and all the volunteers and just the vibe you get, it's it's contagious and it's amazing and, and Vancouver does such a great job of that and mm-hmm. yeah you know just the route it, it's a little hilly at first you know you you go up to UBC and but my favorite part is coming out of UBC down that road and you look off to the ocean and then I know that you make road, your, yeah. <laughs> yeah and you make your way down to Spanish banks and then you're like at the halfway part yeah. and yeah it's just a beautiful course you know we're so blessed to live in this in this area, the Lower Mainland.
0: Yeah, I think that's why I like this. You have the, the Vancouver half. We used to be called a Scotia half. It's now called a Vancouver half in June. And they take similar route. It's a similar route. You start at UBC, UBC and you run down that hill and you look down into the water and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, we live in one of the most gorgeous places in the world. I, I tell you, you just brought me back to that moment. <laughs> right <now>. So amazing. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, in terms of running you did I know you did some virtual races last year can you tell us about that
1: yeah definitely thanks for asking mm-hmm. so I did the New York City virtual marathon last year yeah and then I did the Boston virtual marathon yeah. this year and yeah it, actually I spent most of my time running at Burnaby Lake and mm-hmm. I took part in that race with one of my friends, Carrie. He did the training with me. And yeah, we did a lot of our training runs at Colony Farms in Coquitlam or Poco. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I go down to Vancouver and I do the seawall. But I actually did both races at Burnaby Lake. So you can do four loops, as you said, you know, 10K. Mm -hmm. So pretty much four loops. And yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people say it's super challenging to do a virtual, but for me, yeah. I've I've done a lot of running on my own, and I would say it's pretty anticlimactic. It's like, at the end, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, I just did a marathon. That's
0: but not two, a few hundred people cheering for you and handing you a medal. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but it, but for me, I didn't really find it that difficult. Um, once you put the training in and you get your long runs in, it's just like yeah. another long run, essentially, and... Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed the, the virtuals. It was something that kept me going through the pandemic, uh, kept mm-hmm. me on track, kept me fit. And yeah, I enjoyed it. it. It was better than nothing, but I'm definitely looking forward to in real life events <laughs> coming up.
0: I remember I was actually running around Burnaby Lake. I can't remember which virtual you were doing. And I was just <laughs> on a casual run and there you were doing a full marathon at the lake. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I've done one virtual I did the virtual BMO in the beginning of the pandemic and I was, I trained hard for it I was so proud but like you said the end was so anti you're standing there by <laughs> yourself I put a medal around my neck took a selfie and I'm like okay I'm done <laughs> after awesome. a few months of training and I am right you trained hard for your virtuals you didn't just show up and said I'm running a full marathon you trained for it like it was a real marathon did not you
1: <laughs> right yep definitely
0: yeah, so it's a, it's an amazing accomplishment whether to me anyone who's completed a virtual applause to you because it one you don't have like you said all your all the people in the city cheering for you. You might have a few friends and family there to support you. You don't have water tables. You, there's so many elements of a race that are, are not there, but yet you still find something so rewarding and and something in there that drives you to do it. So, congratulations on those uh, virtual marathons.
1: Yeah. Thanks. You too.
0: Thank you. And to me, that's not a any anyone has done a marathon. That distance is always still that distance, no matter what. So, and Burnaby Lake is not to me. It's not easy to run. It's there are four loops, like you mentioned, but you know, it's it's still a difficult loop to do four times. So, <laughs> yeah. So congratulations, and I'm sure you're looking forward to the real thing again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. My my next race is the half so the first half and then I'm running BMO half this year so yeah for me while I teach I teach about 10 to 15 fitness classes a week so I'm bumping (laughs) it down to the to the half marathon and no shame in that Um, it's just it's not really sustainable for me to train for a full marathon right now when I teach so much.
0: Yeah I was going to say I don't know how (laughs) how fitness instructors do it because you know, you have to balance your daily life and your own goals and, you know, your teaching and which most I, I, I've never known a fitness instructor to, who wasn't passionate about what they do. So I was going to say, how do you manage your recovery and just re- not being tired or injured? It's hard.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think for myself, when I'm teaching, Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have to do the whole class with my students. I count out for them different reps and, you know, I start them off. I'll give a little demo Mm -hmm. and, but I make sure, you know, some, I usually teach two to four classes in a row in one day. So that Mm -hmm. could be a strength training class, a cardio class, a yoga, and then like a yin class. And Mm -hmm. so I really have to, you know, make sure I'm drinking my electrolytes and, making sure i have a little snack while i'm teaching. Yeah. So i I'm, I'm not burning myself out and then i have to figure out which days i'm going to do my runs on a day when i'm not teaching a lot or on my mm-hmm. off days. And mm-hmm. then for for recovery, i love a good epsom salts bath, i'll tell you.
0: <laughs> it's great. I'm just going to say what's your secret to not being sore <laughs> after all that been... So yeah I and like using,
1: <laughs> yeah and essential oils or bath bombs I like to indulge and yeah I you know I took an Epsom salt bath after my Boston virtual and I wasn't yeah. even sore the next day at all after running a full so I what? think it works
0: okay Cassie I need to the up my bath game I've, <laughs> like I said I've only done two full and I could barely walk anywhere down the stairs up the stairs sideways I was like you know <laughs> I was crippled <laughs> yeah I also did not do the right thing so Epsom baths guys yeah. <laughs> that's a secret
1: yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> and do you and have
0: then... a oh sorry go ahead <laughs> oh
1: I was just gonna say and you can get the the different scents I like the lavender one
0: which brand do you have a specific brand that you get or you just, just no like you
1: can you can just put lavender in it yourself
0: mm, okay I have yeah. a bathtub and I'll <laughs> see I I've
1: only used it once <laughs>
0: I did not take nap bath. I'm, I'm lazy. I like to just jump in a shower after a good run and get on with my day. So, also, I'm not doing it right. <laughs> uh-huh. And do you have a favorite post run or post race meal or, or drink that you like to? Like, you, you mentioned electrolytes, and I guess staying hydrated is also key.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm, nothing in particular. Well, I guess I like to go out for faux. So, I get vegetarian oh, faux. Yeah. So, I really like that. Uh yeah for something to drink yeah I I do I do the noon tablets like while I'm running so that keeps me going but Uh yeah nothing nothing in particular really
0: and for your marathons I that you know what I struggle the most with is nutrition and Mm -hmm. you mentioned eating during your classes but do you take gels Uh, what do you do for your marathons
1: I don't really like gels very much. I'll do the chews sometimes, yeah. you know, like the blocks.
0: Yeah, and I'm like you. Make, I... yeah. <laughs> the gels make me gag. I can't seem, that's my struggle. I think I'm doing BMO full in me. And I think one of my biggest hurdles I have to, I should start training now in my long runs is I, I used to run fasted all the time. Not because I i don't, I enjoy lacking energy or bonking. I just did not enjoy eating anything especially something that seemed gooey or sugary and Mm -hmm. and I like I like the blocks I love those shock blocks or anything gummy but if and then you you have to drink something with it but the goo the gels no offense goo but (laughs) I just had so (laughs) much trouble you know one just opening a packet and I can't even drink I'm so struggling to do that and plus drinking water like I, I pass a water station and I'm the type of runner that would pour water or whatever drink Gatorade all over myself and you know in the summer it's not so bad but you know in the winter you know you're just soaking wet with electrolytes yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's sometimes
1: for that <laughs> any tips oh. for me or? Anything oh. for mm. well I haven't done a real race like that where I've had to go to the water stations because I had my vest when I did the virtuals so I could mm-hmm. just step at my own leisure at my own pace but that was
0: a perk I found with my my yeah. virtual too I'm like oh I didn't carry my own my own water I don't have to wait for someone to hand it to me so I can pour it on myself <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you know just pull over to the side so you're not mm-hmm. so other people aren't smashing into you and yeah you know you can like pinch the cup and then drink it real quick and then throw it that's what I do
0: <laughs> I, I've still been practicing I can't do the pinch and drink and throw still and I did <laughs> I did Chicago that was when I last marathon before yeah and that was an amazing experience. I'm not, have you done any world majors or, or super big marathons like that?
1: Not yet. Nope.
0: Not yet. Okay. I totally recommend it. And and Chicago was an experience. And I remember doing so much research about the water stations because it made me nervous. And, you know, you, at the same tip, what you, you said, do not just stop abruptly because guess what will happen? <laughs> you know, people will come crashing. So, you know, reached a water station, move aside, drink, and move on. And I walked every water station. I still did not mm-hmm. did I still completed my goal, which was a sub four. And you can still do that, which is amazing. To me, like a marathon's so long that you don't have to worry about unless of course you're an I'm not an elite runner either. And to me, I just wanted to have an amazing experience. And that's what I love about the marathon. You don't have time to walk through a water station. Or you probably won't take water in a five K versus a marathon and you do you enjoyed other distances now now that you have completed marathon do you still do five K's or 10 K's what is your favorite distance
1: I would say my favorite distance is definitely the full marathon yeah I, I get I get so much out of it I mm-hmm. really feel accomplished uh, mm-hmm. yeah I definitely still do five tens and halves and I do like halves but I find it a struggle and it's you have to put in a lot of effort and for me I don't get the same gratification at the end I was like okay that's half is what (laughs) a full is but it was still really difficult
0: (laughs) and yeah I I totally get that I feel like the shorter the distance the harder it is for some reason that's right that's how I see it too and I love my long runs and obviously you're you love long runs as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and um, when you do your long runs, if you're not racing, do you usually run with music, without music? Do you listen to anything? Podcasts, maybe?
1: Definitely. Yeah, I do listen to podcasts. I usually yeah. will listen to a podcast for the first 30 minutes, and then I may switch to some music. Mm-hmm. But then I also take my earbuds out sometimes and, you know, have more of a... You know, like a meditative run, listening yeah, to the birds right. and the in nature. So, it's kind of a mix. I like, I like to do all three.
0: Okay. I was just wondering because I know with some people, they don't like anything. No headphones. They just like to listen to, you know, nature and the birds and the sound of their feet. And some people cannot run without music. And I've been back and forth and referred to all that. So, I'm just always wondering what other people do. And do you have a favorite time of day to run?
1: My favorite time of the day would be the morning Mm -hmm. and I feel like on the weekends I can always get a long run in in the morning but during the week like during the weekdays when I'm focusing on speed work or my shorter runs I don't always get out right in the morning because of work so sometimes it'll be after work or midday because sometimes I teach in the morning and at night so I'll have a split Mm -hmm. and so I'll run midday
0: okay that's my favorite time of day to run to (laughs) you feel like you're awake you're not struggling and you know it's just a nice time of day and then you still have the evening to do whatever you want to do or need to do so in terms of your training you mentioned that you started running casually you did some races have you ever have you always just done your own training plan do you find it online how do you how do you pursue your training approach your training
1: for the most part, I've trained on my own, but I have mm-hmm. run with Fit First in Burnaby a couple of times, and currently I'm a run leader for their half marathon clinic, so we run on Saturday oh, cool. mornings. Okay.
0: Well, can you tell us more about Fit First for those people who don't know? Is it's, it's a store?
1: Yeah, so it's a store in Burnaby. It used to be called Fortius, so they mm-hmm. have a new name. Do you know the name, May. They-
0: Oh, I cannot remember. It belongs to this. I think the city runs the building now. And Fit First. Luckily, I'm so glad they got to stay. They're a local. Mm-hmm. Community. I used to live down the street from there, and yeah. um, they are a local running, a uh, running store. And um, I know Evan uh, runs it. And um, I don't remember the name of the place now. It has. I have to look it up because it's changed. So I, I've always known it as Fortius. Yeah, um, yeah. No longer Fortius, but. You, you run with them before and that's how you, how do you become a run leader?
1: Yeah. So I ran with them not throughout the pandemic. So I guess it was about two years ago. I took a uh, part in the clinic with Evan and his crew and mm-hmm. yeah. So he called me up this year and asked me to be a run leader for the half.
0: Oh, that and... sounds like so much fun. Do you enjoy it?
1: Oh yeah. I love it. I love getting together with other runners and especially after having all that time through the pandemic yeah. running alone our uh-huh. first run was actually last Saturday, and there was uh-huh. there was about 40 people there wow. because, you know, everything's outside. They follow the COVID protocol, like you have to be vaccinated. Um, but he does a 10K half, and there's a full clinic, so they all go out at different times. And, yeah, he's really organized, and everyone's super friendly. Lots of different levels, which is great. It's not, um, you know, there's some other clinics out there that are a little... for for the more advanced runner but here he also does like um run to walk and there's like 10 and ones you know there's Mm -hmm. some different options for the beginners too which I think is amazing
0: I do I I I know in in our society I know there's many podcasts who celebrate the sub three marathoner and nothing wrong that I listen to those podcasts but you know when you go to a race you realize there's so many different kinds of runners there are different levels of runners and they're all still runners there's nothing wrong with that and we start i think we all start somewhere and that's to me why i started this podcast because for me i didn't start running until 2015 and as a newer runner i was so intimidated and i i want to interview runners from all backgrounds and who who've gone on their own journeys and we all have our own journey so i find that amazing that you have done accomplished so much and yet you're not like you don't run for a living it's not something you do full time and yet you're just as passionate as someone who may run sub three so so kudos to anyone who's that fast but i i love i think it's admirable that anyone goes out there week after week on those long runs or short runs or or any kind of run so that's really cool and i've never joined a fit first clinic i think it's really Uh, they look like everyone there always look like they have so much fun I see the photos so
1: (laughs) yeah 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 I definitely agree with you there's so many different runners out there and Mm -hmm. you know we can celebrate the fast runners and the slower runners everyone's at a different point in their journey
0: yes I hear from runners all the time even for me oh I can't run with you you're too fast and Mm -hmm. and I always tell people you know everyone has Every, you know maybe I have a goal on some days where I'm doing speed work or a long run but in general I'm just happy to have company sometimes and it's nice to run with people like you said um
1: yeah uh, that's I so good to hear yeah mm-hmm.
0: perhaps I need to start looking into that so I have some friends to run with <laughs> I just moved to a new area of town for those listening and and I mostly run alone right now just because one is a pandemic and there weren't wasn't a lot of you know events or activities or group events and or not a lot of people where I live. I live in I live in middle of nowhere with mostly farms. So I, I see a lot of cows and birds and my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I listen to podcasts. So <laughs> that's what keeps me going. <laughs> so in terms of this year, do you have any any goals or are you just plan on enjoying the first year um since the pandemic where everything's coming back?
1: Yeah. My goal for the past couple of years has been to sub four for the fall and Mm -hmm. I'm almost there. I'm now at like four Oh six for my marathon and I I'm running a half. Well, I'm running a couple of halves for the first part of the year because I'm getting married next month. I'm so excited for
0: you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thanks. So yeah, I'm not really focusing on the marathon right now, but I'll probably Mm -hmm. run a full in the fall. I really like training through the summer. Yeah, and so I guess my goal is always to sub four, and mm-hmm. but for for the most part, just take part in running with the different crews around the city, and just stay fit and happy and healthy.
0: Oh, I I think that's an amazing goal, and and getting married well is definitely I'm sure one of the highlights of this year. So I'm excited for you. I, I and you for those who don't know, Cassie is getting married in Hawaii. Is it Honolulu where you'll be getting married?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's about 45 minutes from Waikiki.
0: Oh, that'd be gorgeous. And I'm sure you'll go for, are you going to go for a short run? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Oh, that'd
0: be amazing. So Yeah, yeah.
1: and you and I actually were in Honolulu a few years ago together, and we did some hiking. So that's amazing.
0: Oh, I can't wait to go back. Maybe we'll have to go back together one day. Cassie um, and I, yes, for those who don't know, I was in Honolulu for my first marathon in 20 December, 20, I'd say 2015. I have to was it 20? No, it wasn't 2015. I didn't do my first marathon until 2017, sorry. And it was 2017 in December, Honolulu marathon was my first. And it just happened that Cassie was there for a trip with her her soon-to-be hubby Sean <laughs> and it was so much fun um, we did so much we did after my marathon obviously I could barely walk <laughs> but before that we went hiking we went to the beach it was uh, it was one of my favorite places so I hope you have so much fun I wish I was there I would so love to be there with you again it's one of the beautiful places to run or just vacation and the Honolulu marathon was very interesting and cool too. So if you ever get a chance to run there, that's our race. I think that's, that's another fun place to go.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I'd love to run uh, the Honolulu marathon one day as well.
0: Well, lastly um, for our listeners, if they want to find you on social media, how can they find you? And I'll, I'll put it in the show notes.
1: Yeah, sure. On Instagram and Facebook, it's Cassie P dot yoga
0: Oh, thank you. I'll include that. And lastly, do you have any tips for any of the new runners who might be listening or even seasoned runners? Um, Perhaps anything that would help them in their running journey?
1: I would say just stay consistent. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: don't worry too much about what you see on social media or comparing yourself to others. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, like we were talking about throughout the podcast, we're all on our own journeys. And Sometimes it takes you a little bit longer to achieve that goal than somebody else. And, but if you just keep working at it, you'll get there.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Cassie. You are one of the most positive people <laughs> I know. And, and I think that rings true for you. And I love how you're on social media and so am I. But I think I love how you share your journey and yet you're, you always focus on what you're doing. So to me, that's, I think, a very key message for any of us, whether you're a season runner or somewhere in the middle or just, we're all we're, we're all um, trying to work towards our own goals so thank you for joining me this morning it's, it was early thanks early for me so thank you and i look forward to sharing this podcast with our listeners and have a great day
1: thanks so much may thanks for having me Hey, okay, bye okay bye
0: enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was truly a pleasure chatting with Cassie. My favorite part was about how we are on our own journeys and regardless of what you see out there, it's okay to be where we are. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or both so you don't miss the next episode. You can also show how much you love this episode by giving me a five-star rating and leaving a review. Thank you and happy running.